This is the summary, starting from Ois Beis. Now we start to talk about this two different sukkim that both use this ambiguous phrase, me, who, who will grant? And then it seems to suggest that it is granted to us to fear Hashem. Who will grant their hearts and they will fear me? And this, of course, seems to rub up against the rule of thumb that everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven. So how can we assert that Hashem is the one who will grant? So we go on to describe the difference between heaven and the hands of heaven, that in that spiritual level, yes, there is an impact upon us, an unknowable one described as me, but Hashem's knowledge is not determinative, and therefore there is still free choice. We still have that capacity for free choice. And this led us into a discussion about the various stages of how Hashem influences the world, the obvious and the less obvious, as alluded to by, again, this um, mystic, mystical or, or, or uh, ambiguous term of me, who is it that will grant, which is a level that will only be made available to us in the time of Mashiach when godliness will be evident. We then went on to talk about why Torah was given on Hasinai, and we explained that other mountains campaigned for the Torah to be given on them, but they uh, presented their case based on their virtue. And Torah is primarily about Bittal. Why then is Torah given on a mountain at all? Why not on a plane? Because without a certain sense of, of self, we would not have the courage to advance ourselves in the service of Hashem. We would think, who am I that I should do a mitzvah? Then we went on to describe the opening line of the Aserah Adibris, where Hashem spoke to Moshe all these words. And then began the Aserah Sedibris, which the Altarab asks the question, what is the value of this introductory phrase, quote, all these words? Why can't it just be Hashem said, Anech Hashem Lekecha? And so we went on to describe that these are the revelation, much like we find in the book of Dvarim, that begins with Eilaha Dvarim. These are the words, which again suggest that it's obvious, unlike the earlier parts of Torah, where godliness is less evident. It's referred to in the um, infinite characteristic of Yudke Vavke. And we went on to talk about the revelation of this Ein Soif. And this led to a lengthy discussion about the understanding of the Midas as they are in Shemayim, that is in the supernal at the higher level, versus the way they are manifest down here. And the objective of the seven weeks of sphere that we have to be mevatel the Midas, because the Midas do not have an innate morality. They could be used for godliness. They could be used for antagonism towards godliness. And this led us also to a further discussion about the difference between Mamali Kolamin and Seviv Kolamin and the way in which it infiltrates the Neshama. So that even though the Neshama is not a composite of parts, it is one essence, yet as the Neshama starts to express itself, its individual aspects become more and more highlighted until we can even refer to them by their definition, a soul of intellect, etc. And this is the manner in which we distribute the infinity of Hashem into the particularisms of the physical world and their manifestations.